Hello everyone, welcome back to the Your Mind Matters podcast. I'm your host, Natalie, and we're back week two. Two weeks in a row, we're gonna keep this momentum going. I'm really gonna get back on my podcasting. I promise you heard it here first. I really wanna commit to this because I've been feeling a lot of, just like a lack of creativity in a lot of other mediums, but I have a lot to say and I'm finally processing a lot of what has been going on in my life, especially in the last year, which is what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, I think I mentioned this last week, but it's really hard to like talk about something and reflect on it while it's happening to you. And I've just been going through a lot of stuff and I finally feel like I have a clear headspace about, you know, what I want to say about the journey, the growth and the journey that I've been on recently. And today we are specifically going to be doing a big, 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 big recap and an update, life update on being off birth control. Um, I believe I have like four other episodes. So if you haven't listened to those and you really want to deep dive into this journey from last February up until today, please go listen to those before you listen to this. You know how like at the beginning of those TV shows, they give you a recap of what happened on the last episode because you haven't watched it since last week. I'm going to give you a quick little recap of what's been going on in the last year just to refresh your memory, bring you up to speed. But again, if you want a more in-depth and kind of like listening to me talk about it as I was going through those things, go back and listen to those other episodes. I think they are really valuable and probably my favorite and also some of my most listened episodes. So you can go check those out. I don't really have much to update you guys on this week. I feel like last week was a big life update episode and I kind of, you know, filled you in on everything. So we're just going to dive right into today's topic, which is me being off birth control for a whole entire year now. So quick recap, I was on the birth control Nexplanon, which is the implant that goes in your arm for six years, almost six years, five years and like eight months or something like that. So just about six years. And when I first got on birth control, it was also right before I went away to college. It was also right before I started a, what was about to be a four year long distance relationship. And I started dealing with mental health issues for the first time in my life. And the more I reflect on it, I think I just blocked and blacked out a lot of high school not literally but like just in my memory because I definitely had like anxiety symptoms but I didn't realize that's what it was because nobody really talked to me about what mental health was and like you know feeling and thinking things that don't make you feel great about yourself so I just wasn't really aware of it and college was the first time I became aware of my anxiety and depression symptoms and I also think they got much much worse over the course of that year and I didn't want to totally blame it on my birth control because again there were so many other factors at play here I had just gone away to college I did not end up liking that school and I transferred after my freshman year I had just started dating Tristan who I am still with to this day but we had we started dating like two weeks before we went to college we were like we really like each other let's see how this goes and you know probably won't work out since we're going to be four hours away and freshman in college but it ended up working out and I'm so grateful that it did that's not what this is about but that was a really big struggle for me um and just trying to fit in and you know figure out what life was like after high school and living in the same hometown and so I didn't want to blame all my mental health issues on my birth control but reflecting on it now I definitely think they contributed and I stayed on birth control through college and almost through the first year of living with Tristan so I graduated college in May 2020 lived in Cleveland on my own for a year had a lot of mental health issues, and then Tristan and I moved in together and moved to Colorado together 
all at once. And it was once I moved away from home and I really had space to reflect on the person that I was through college and see how I was kind of growing into my young adulthood that I realized that there were some things that I thought my birth control was contributing to, especially in the realm of my mental health and my sex drive, living with my boyfriend of six years for the first time and having literally no sex drive was kind of alarming and something we discussed it was never something Tristan pressured me into feeling bad about but it was something I was very aware of and even Tristan aside I was not having a lot of desire to like pleasure myself and so that was just like definitely out of out of the norm for me and you know cause for concern so we talked about it and I told him in November of 2021 that I was thinking about getting my birth control out and he was super supportive we talked about you know how our lives would change especially our sex lives would change after I got my birth control out because it was not my intention to try to get pregnant I still do not want to get pregnant I do not want to have kids for the foreseeable future I don't know if I really want kids at all but I think eventually like once I get closer to 30 I think that I will feel like I lived my 20s to the fullest and that kids will be on the table for us. However, I didn't get off birth control to try to get pregnant. I want to make that clear. So I went off birth control February of 2022. So we have just passed, it's about a year, almost a year and a month, a little less than. And I've done updates like right after I got my birth control out. I think I did one at like three months and one at like six months or eight months or something like that. Again, the episodes are in the catalog of podcast episodes so you guys can check those out if you want. But right after getting off birth control, so so let me back up. That was the real reason I wanted to get off birth control. I felt like I have tried so many different lifestyle changes and just like daily practices to improve my mental health and I still feel like I'm not where I want to be. I by no means was like having crippling depression for years and years on end but I would go through a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows and I just never really felt very in touch with my body uh, obviously I work out and I exercise and I'm very active and in that way I felt fine but I didn't really feel like you know like I wasn't having a normal cycle so I didn't really feel in tune with my body in that way I was having a lot of hormonal symptoms towards the end like the last five to six months before I got my birth control out, I was experiencing a lot of inflammation and pain in my joints. Like after I would work out, my knees would hurt so bad I could barely walk the next day unless I popped quite a few ibuprofen, which is not ideal in the long term. And I was having a ton of hormonal acne around my chin. I again, was not having a regular cycle, super, super low sex drive. And all those things combined, it just made me sit down and really reflect and say, look, I have tried so many different ways to improve my mental health and all of these other things, different skincare, different workout routines, all different kinds of stuff, and nothing was really working. And I figured it was worth a shot to try and see what happens if I take my birth control out and see what changes and what doesn't and go from there. And I have friends who are older than me that have had similar experiences, like having issues on birth control and not that they would completely disappear once they got it out, but their lives became a lot easier and this, that they could work on addressing the root of the problem and not just masking the symptoms with more medication or what have you. 
So that is kind of what led me to my decision to get my birth control out. And February 2022, end of February 2022, I flew back home to Cleveland, Ohio to get my birth control taken out. And I only did that because I was having a hard time finding somebody here who would take my insurance because my dad works for the Cleveland Clinic. We have um, insurance through the Cleveland Clinic and all of my healthcare providers before I left Ohio were at the Cleveland Clinic. So I went back to the doctor who inserted my Nuxblood on and she took it out and you can go back and listen to that first episode if you really want to hear me rant about this but I had a negative experience with her um, in terms of her talking to me about getting my birth control out because she basically said well if you're getting your birth control taken out and you don't want to get pregnant like you're gonna get pregnant and I'm like I don't really think so but okay I, you know I've researched ways to naturally track my cycle which is what I've been doing for the last year and had great success with it she just really was trying to shame me into getting some other sort of birth control in. And also, like, before I got my birth control taken out, like, rewind to November, when I went home for the holidays, I had an appointment with her to just chat about getting my birth control out. And she tried to shame me there and, like, almost, like, scare me into getting it. And I mentioned to her, look, I'm having a lot of anxiety and depression symptoms. My sex drive is super low. I'm gaining weight with very minimal lifestyle changes. Again, I'm a very active person. Like, it's just not adding up. And my joints hurt when I work out. Like, it just, I'm not, something's up. And she just was like, well, you know, it's probably not your birth control. It's probably like, are you eating more? Are you exercising less? Have you been taking other medication? Which I hadn't. I don't take any medication for my mental health or any like regular medication for my physical health. Occasionally I'll take an Advil or an ibuprofen, but like I'm not on any medication. And so I just didn't really like the way that she was talking down to me. And I also feel like she did not educate me on my options and the pros and cons of birth control. Like nobody told me any of these things when I was 18, when I first got it put in. I just thought, oh, this is great. I can have, you know, sex with my boyfriend and not worry about getting pregnant. That sounds good enough to me. And I don't know that if at 18 I was told those things that I would have opted for a more natural method or a non-hormonal method but it would have been nice to know because I don't think I would have stayed on birth control as long like once I got out of college and I knew I was responsible enough to like pay more attention and actually like you know be aware of my cycle and try to track my when my when I'm ovulating and all those things I think at 18 I think I was a little young I was a little naive and it was probably a good thing that I did it but had I known the potential side effects and known like you know some of the things I was experiencing were likely caused by birth control or maybe not caused but exacerbated by the birth control I probably would have gotten it taken out earlier and again in that first episode I kind of go on a little rant and give you guys advice about picking a healthcare provider that like supports you and makes you feel heard and that they're helping you figure out the best option for you not people who are going to try to scare you into taking some medication or being or having something inserted into your body whether it's an IUD copper hormonal nexplanon anything like I just don't like the way she talked to me and it was very frustrating to hear that from somebody who I'm supposed to like trust with my health and well-being so anyways, I got that taken out in February 
And it wasn't like the next day I immediately was like, oh, I got my period, my hormonal acne is gone, I dropped 10 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever, and I have no more pain. It was kind of a bumpy road, but I will say within the first two to three weeks, I did notice a big difference in my anxiety and depression levels and symptoms. I was having way less negative self-talk in my mind, like that just chatter that goes all on in your head all day long. I don't know if anybody else has that, but I sure do. And it wasn't completely gone, but it was a lot quieter and a little bit, you know, it was few and far between. I wasn't dealing with it all day, every day. I wasn't having so much analysis paralysis where I write a huge to-do list and then I sit on my phone and scroll on TikTok for four hours because I can't decide where I want to start my to-do list. Like those things just didn't seem so challenging to me anymore. I could just kind of get up and go about my day. And I do think some of that may have been the placebo effect, you know, I'm like, I'm, that was a very monumental thing for me. And so I felt like, oh, I'm starting this kind of new chapter of my health and wellness journey and I was just taking better care of myself I do think you know partially placebo probably partially being off my birth control and, and having less synthetic hormones in my system and um, I also want to mention quickly that the birth control that I was on was progesterone only which it was something else I was kind of unaware of until I got it taken out and started doing my own research. It was not like the pill that has estrogen and progesterone or just estrogen. Nexplanon is progesterone only and that's important to remember for later when I get to seeing a doctor and having tests done and everything. So in the first like three months after getting my birth control out, the main thing I noticed was my mental health seemed to be improving. I seemed generally more positive. I One big thing that I noticed is that I was a lot more patient with myself, with Winnie, with Tristan, with strangers. Just in the way that I saw the world, I felt less irritated by everything, less aggravated, less rushed. Just that I could slow down and enjoy things and see them for what they are. And even if they weren't ideal, just like, you know, be grateful for what was in front of me and not so stressed out and just irritated all the time. I feel like I was a very irritated, agitated person. And that came out in a lot of my conversations with other people, the way I saw the world and all those things. And so that was probably the biggest improvement that I noticed right off the bat. My sex drive slowly started creeping up and getting, you know, a little bit higher over time. Uh, spoiler alert, now that we're a year in, my sex drive is amazing. Like I feel so good. I I'm having sex more regularly. I don't feel like dead inside when it, for lack of a better term. I know that sounds kind of dramatic, but that's how I felt before. I'm like, I'm with this person that I love and that I am attracted to and I don't want them to touch me or I don't want to touch them. Like, I don't feel like that at all anymore and it is so fantastic. And my relationship has improved a lot because of it. Not that that was like a huge downfall, but it was definitely a big missing piece of the puzzle when we first moved in together. And Tristan never, again, never made me feel pressured or bad or guilty or anything like that but I definitely think we are both reaping the benefits of me being off birth control now in our more intimate moments so I got way ahead of myself there but I just wanted to give you guys that little spoiler because it's something I'm very excited about and I don't want to make you wait until the end of the podcast to hear all those things so let's rewind to the summertime between, I think the last time I went to the gym was like May. So from the months of June through almost August, end of August actually, I stopped going to the gym mainly because I was experiencing a lot of changes in my body that made me feel really uncomfortable in my gym clothes and I just 
didn't feel like myself but also because I was having a lot a lot a lot of pain in my joints so I kind of just stuck to hiking I tried the Pilates trend for a little bit it was not for me I just I didn't hate it but it was not something I could see myself doing regularly you know the classic piece of advice that I would give anyone who wants to start working out or just have a more consistent exercise routine is find movement that you like and that you enjoy because that's the only way you're going to stick with it and Pilates I just did not like or enjoy so I did a lot of yoga and a lot of walking and a lot of hiking this summer and my body continued to change I don't know if I gained weight or not because I don't weigh myself but I'd be willing to bet that I put on a couple more pounds because my body was just really changing. I've never seen myself that way before. And this is also when I started experiencing a lot of body dysmorphia, which I also have an episode on that if you want to hear about that. Because I've since I've started to experience it like pretty regularly, I've done a lot of reflection and thinking about why and why these things are coming up and why I think them. And I really actually, that episode was very healing for me to like talk about those things. If you want to check that one out too, I'm just plugging all the podcast episodes here, but they really do build on one another. So I think, you know, if you're interested in hearing me talk more about it, there is an episode for you there. But anyways, I was having a lot of body dysmorphia. I was not fitting in my clothes the same way. It was just a very alarming, weird, alienating, experience in my own body and this was also the time I kind of took a step back from social media because I felt very uncomfortable as I touched on last week and in July Tristan and I went on this hike and I put on I think I talked about this in another episode but this was like the big pivotal moment for me I had on this really cute outfit I felt so cute like I got ready at home and I just felt so cute and I was like, Tristan, will you take a couple pictures of me? Like, I want to post these today. I haven't really posted on the internet recently. Should probably do that because it's my job. And he took these pictures of me. And this is absolutely no fault to Tristan because, listen, I've been dating this man for seven years almost. And in those seven years, I have taught him how to be a good photographer. He knows how to take pictures of me. He knows the angles I want. He takes direction very well. So like this was no fault of Tristan because I know sometimes we have other people take our pictures and we're like, geez, that is the worst picture of me. And it's because they don't know how to take pictures. No, Tristan took really cute pictures and I looked at them and my first thought was, that's not me. That doesn't look like me. I don't recognize that person. And it was really scary. And I hate to be dramatic and but on it, I hate that I was like kind of this dramatic, but I just started sobbing and we finished the hike. We kept going, you know, I didn't let it ruin my day, but I had a really, really hard cry about that. And it was the first time I really opened up to Tristan fully about how I was feeling. And he was such a good listener and so supportive and, you know, and not that he really pushed me to do this, but having that honest conversation with him, I was finally able to be honest with myself. I do not really believe in like boohooing about things that you can improve upon and you know you may disagree with me on that 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 might be a harsh 
truth to hear but like that's how I feel about myself at least I'm not saying that I feel that way about other people because I realize we all have circumstances outside of our control that we can't really do much about and different income levels and different housing situations and different family structures and all these different things that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying for me personally like it was something that I felt like I could do something about this and I don't have to feel this way so I shouldn't be sitting around and feeling bad for myself from here on out and so Later that day, or maybe it was later that week, I don't think it was that day, but I started researching different doctors in the area, different hormone tests that I wanted to have done, and trying to make some sort of game plan to move forward from here because I was sick and tired of feeling that way. And I found a functional medicine doctor that worked with a dietitian here in Denver and made an appointment, talked to them on the phone, went in, had my consultation. I dive really deep into what that looked like, I think, in the third birth control episode. So you can check that out. But I ended up having blood work done, like a full blood panel. And then I also had a hormone test done. And that test is called the Dutch Plus Test. If you guys want to check it out or talk to your healthcare provider about it, I really thought it gave me some valuable information. And what that hormone test revealed is that my progesterone levels were so low, they were postmenopausal, which means women who are like in their mid to late 50s who stop ovulating and stop having a period that's how low my progesterone levels were progesterone is the hormone that allows you to ovulate and that's why i said it's important to remember that the next on the birth control that i was on was progesterone only therefore i was having synthetic progesterone pumped into my body it's actually called progesterone um pumped into my body through this implant in my arm for six years that my body completely stopped making its own progesterone now there's not a ton of like research or even like personal experience articles that i found online about women talking about getting off nexplanon there are tons of articles about when women getting off birth control but typically people are on the pill or iud or some very Variation where they're having both estrogen and progesterone. So I haven't found a ton of, you know, firsthand experience people talking about their experience getting off Nexplanon, which is also why I think it's really important that I share this information and this experience with you guys because there may be a handful of you out there who are on Nexplanon or were on Nexplanon experiencing something similar. But, um, yeah, essentially my body was making no progesterone, therefore I was unable to ovulate and I'm kind of skipping all over here, so I apologize if this is a little unorganized, but I forgot to mention earlier, once I did get off my birth control, I started tracking my cycle naturally through an app and a thermometer. The app is called Natural Cycles and they have like a thermometer you can order. I think it was like 12 or $14, but I would take my th temperature every single morning, put it into the app, and essentially when your body ovulates, when the female body ovulates, your temperature will rise slightly. And when you take your temperature every morning and put it into the app, it can detect that and it will show you when you're ovulating. It will show you your fertile window. So if you're trying to get pregnant, that's when you want to make sure that you are trying to, you know, have sex. And if you're not trying to get pregnant to avoid those times or make sure you're using additional protection. And so I kind of knew that I wasn't ovulating. I could tell that, but I also was like, am I not using this thermometer right? Like what is going on? And also since I 
have had those tests and have, I'm still using natural cycles, but now I have the Aura Ring, which I don't, you guys have probably seen me post about it or other fitness, wellness people online share this, but it's kind of like, it's just like a ring, like a literal ring that goes on your finger and it has all these sensors that give you health metrics from like your rest and recovery to your workouts and all those things but it also tracks your temperature and it syncs with the natural cycles app so now i don't have to take my temperature in the morning i don't have to remember i just sleep with the ring on and it tracks everything and it goes right into my app and even when i was wearing the ring it was still showing that i was not ovulating and my cycles were anywhere from 60 to 80 days apart which is crazy long that is like three to four times the length of a quote-unquote normal cycle which is typically 28 to 32 days all right maybe it's 26 to 32 days i forget there's a range now it used to just be like a cycle is 28 days but there's so much variation from person to person i believe they say it's 26 to 32 days but i could be wrong about that i'm not really sure anyways I was not ovulating because I was not making progesterone. So that was the main thing that we wanted to address and supporting my body to ovulate. I also, the blood test that I took also revealed that I had insulin resistant issues. So I was diagnosed with insulin resistant PCOS. And that's really what I've been working on and trying to balance my blood sugar, manage my insulin levels, and I'm not gonna go into a ton of detail on that because I do have a couple YouTube videos planned of like what I eat in a day and not in a way that's like, these are my macros because I don't count macros, but I do wanna talk more about like structuring these meals and like what I've learned in this process about balancing blood sugar and managing my insulin levels because it's something I had no idea about before and it's really been interesting and it's really changed the way I eat for the better I eat just way more whole foods. I've always struggled with like the whole eat whole plant-based foods because I counted macros for so many years. So I see food as macros and not as like nutrition and nutrients, I guess. And so that's been a huge change in the last like four to five months. And I feel so much better. I'm eating better. I'm cooking all my meals now and it's just great. So I do have a full day of eating coming and I'm going to talk more about the blood sugar balance and the insulin resistance and, you know, kind of what I've learned about making meals to improve those things, which everyone can benefit. You don't have to have insulin resistance or PCOS or any blood sugar issues. The meals that I've been making are so good, very healthy, and I just want to talk a little bit more about it on YouTube. So be on the lookout for that. It is coming. And at the time that I went to go see the doctor and for a few months after that, I was still having super bad hormonal acne. I was no longer feeling super inflamed once I started eating a little bit better, but my acne was really not going away. My periods were shortening, but they were still like 40 to 50 days apart. I was taking a handful of supplements. I also just posted a TikTok video of all the supplements I'm currently taking for my PCOS and insulin resistance. So you can check that out. I will try to remember to link it down below. And you know, my main issues were just like, I was still having a lot of body dysmorphia. I was not having a normal period and my hormonal acne was almost getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And I think that it might've just been my own perception because I was really fixated on having bad skin. I've had bad skin in the past. And while I was on birth control about the end of my first three years, because when you have Nexplanon, you have to get it replaced every three years. So in the last six months, of the first 
three years that I had it. So two and a half years into having that birth control in, I had such bad hormonal acne. I didn't even know what hormonal acne was. And a friend was like, you know, when you have acne on your chin, like it's typically hormonal. And I was just having a lot of cystic acne. And so I, you know, I know what it feels like to have that kind of skin. And it just made me so insecure in the past. And so it was happening again. And I just felt so insecure. I literally just want to put a sheet over my head and walk around like a Charlie Brown ghost character on Halloween all the time. It was just embarrassing. And like, I don't know, if you deal with bad skin, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because it's just, ugh, it just made me so insecure. And I hate feeling that way because I think I'm a really confident person. I think I have a lot to offer. And like, I don't like feeling that way, but. I was and you know the diet definitely helped a little bit eating more fruits and vegetables and minimizing processed carbs and sugars and all of those things but those were like the three main issues I was having weird periods body dysmorphia and bad skin so since then I obviously if you listened to the last episode you heard the housing issue that I was having. So for two months of this year so far, um, I was kind of flopping and was trying to do the bare minimum to just stay afloat, try to eat enough. And, you know, I wasn't treating myself as best as I possibly could. Prior to that situation from like end of October, November and December, I was killing it. I was going to the gym, not excessively. I was going to the gym three days a week and working out with Tristan. I was eating better. I was cooking dinner for us. I just was feeling really good about my habits, feeling like I was making really positive changes. And I was slowly starting to see improvements in my body dysmorphia and my skin. And also in this time, I started going to acupuncture, which has been literally God's gift to me in this process. I've never had acupuncture done before. I saw a, I was literally driving one day to go pick up Tristan's birthday gift. So I started going at the end of October, like right around Halloween time, um, cause Tristan's birthday is middle of October. So I was literally driving to go pick up his birthday gift and I drove past this sign that said five elements acupuncture. And I had been kind of toying with the idea of acupuncture because I follow a couple other girls online who have dealt with PCOS or are currently dealing with PCOS who have talked really highly about their experience with it but I was kind of like "Uh, that's a little woo-woo for me I don't know if that's something I really want to do and spend my money on but I drove past and I was like you know this is super close to my house I should check it out and so I went on her website I filled out the questionnaire like you know requesting more information and she called me later that day and she was so sweet and I went in for my first appointment um end of October like I said and I have been going ever since not every single week when I first started I was going like once every seven to ten days now I go every two weeks and it has been the most incredible experience ever like ever I was going to the doctor through December and I have not been back since the beginning of this year and honestly don't know if I'm gonna go back there I don't really want to talk bad about these people because I think they really helped me and gave me a lot of valuable information however it is very expensive and I feel like with the information they've given me I'm good for right now I can continue to move on in this way and you know if I do need to make changes or something comes up I do feel comfortable going back to them like I didn't have a bad experience or anything like that but the last couple meetings that I went to with them I no real changes were being given to me to be made. And so I just felt like, why am I spending this large amount of money um, for them to just tell me like, good job, keep keep it up, sport. Like, I don't know. It just was, I don't, I just feel like it was not worth the money that I was spending and I would rather spend my money on other things. So 
Anyways, back to acupuncture. I have been going to her and she is a literal angel. Acupuncture that I have been getting is not your traditional acupuncture where they like put needles in you and then they leave them there for 10 or 15 minutes. This lady literally, first of all, we have like a little meeting when I go in there, she asks me how I'm doing, any symptoms I've been having, asks me about my cycle, all of those things. And then she reads my chi, which is like your energy. That's what acupuncture is all about. And it's almost like she's taking my pulse. Like she, you know, puts her fingers on my wrist and then each time I go in she has a different set of points that we hit and all she does is pokes me with the needle she turns it a quarter like turns it you know there's a full circle she turns it a quarter of a circle and then pulls it right out and like I said I've been going since end of October and not only has my period shortened from 60 to 80 days but my last two cycles have been under 40 days which is huge for me and I have been ovulating, which is also huge for me, and I'm so excited, but I have also noticed so much improvement in my mental health. I know that I said, like, my mental health improved once I got off my birth control, and it did, but the changes that I've noticed since going to acupuncture have been astronomical compared to just taking my birth control out. I feel like harmony in my head when I wake up and I that might sound crazy and I've talked to the acupuncture woman about this a couple times because whenever I try to talk to people about this like my parents or Tristan or my sibling or, or my sister or literally anyone who will listen I will talk to you about acupuncture but I think a lot of people are just kind of like rolling their eyes and being like yeah okay Natalie I'm sure it works uh, whatever because she told me like when I first went in there she's like I have people who come in with like psoriasis or eczema like all over their body or they have some sort of condition that within like five or six sessions is starting to clear up and eventually will clear up completely and that's something you can physically see like imagine if I had eczema all over my body and I started going to acupuncture and it cleared up you would 100% believe me that it worked because you could see the difference from start to finish you can't really see the mental changes in somebody's head as much as they are experiencing them and so Sometimes I do feel like a little bit of a nut when I try to explain this to people, but I know what I feel and I know that it has been because of the acupuncture. Like, it is crazy. Like I mentioned, acupuncture is all about your energy and the flow of energy in your body and your chi, and you can look this up and learn more about it if you're interested, but... When you do acupuncture, you're basically trying to balance out the chi so you have optimal energy levels. And, and like I mentioned before, it's five elements acupuncture. So it covers the five elements of Chinese medicine, wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And it has just been so crazy to feel like, I feel like an equilibrium in my body is being reached. I feel like so much vitality and harmony. I, that's Those are the best two words that I could use, vitality and harmony. There's just like a balance occurring in my body that I haven't felt in pretty much ever, probably since I was like a little kid. And it's really crazy. And it's also, again, helped shorten my periods significantly because it's the one thing that I have been consistent with is going to my acupuncture appointments. I slipped up with my food and my exercise and my stress levels and everything when we were dealing with the housing crisis. And like, I... I'm 100% positive that this has been something that has been so beneficial to me and I would recommend anyone at least go chat with someone who does acupuncture if you're even the slightest bit intrigued by what I'm saying go check it out because aside from improving my menstrual cycle it has improved my mental health so much and it is something I will do probably for the rest of my life like 
that is not even an exaggeration. Even if it's like I go once every two months for maintenance because after a while, like you don't have to go all the time, every week, every two weeks. Once you reach a certain point of, you know, that harmony in your body and in your chi, they don't need to continue to, you know, do treatments on you as frequently. And so I really do think this is something I will keep up for the foreseeable future. My whole life sounds kind of dramatic, but I really do mean that and it has just been so incredible. So acupuncture has been a huge, huge change I've made since the last time we talked about all this, and it's not something I've totally posted a ton about on Instagram because one, I'm not gonna ask her if I can film in the office, that's weird. She's like poking me with needles, and I think that would make people squeamish. I don't even watch her do it. It doesn't hurt at all, but like, I don't wanna watch her poking me with needles. It kind of freaks me out. And also just because like it's something that has been really personal and private to me and not that I don't want to share the benefits but again I do think I sound crazy sometimes talking about it because it's not like a rash on my body has completely vanished it's something that's happening more internally and it's harder to express and show and get other people to understand so I think that has brought us up to speed. Like I mentioned, my last cycle, my last two cycles were under 40 days and both I had ovulated according to the rise of my body temperature. I'm also reading a lot more about hormone and hormone imbalances and how to balance your hormones and all those things. And I do wanna give this disclaimer because I see it all over the internet and I don't wanna totally contribute to it. I do, you know, I will still use the term balance your hormones. I'm using quotations that you obviously can't see right now, but our hormones are never balanced completely because our hormone levels are changing throughout our cycle. I'm just trying to optimize my hormone levels so I can have a normal cycle. That's what I mean when I say balance my hormones. I think that's kind of a buzzword right now. I'm balancing my hormones or I have a hormonal imbalance. That might be true. Like in my case, my progesterone is still probably pretty low. I haven't retested um, and I probably won't only because that test was very, very expensive. And as long as I am ovulating and like my hormonal acne has really died down, which I'll talk about in a second, like as long as I'm not having any symptoms, I'm just going to continue on the way that I'm going and assume that, you know, since my body is acting accordingly, that my hormones are where they should be. But I do want to make a note of that. Your hormones are never balanced. They're never at one steady spot. Your hormones are changing through your entire cycle. Like that's why women have hormonal cycles. Like we, a man's hormonal cycle is 24 hours. A woman's is 28 days, give or take a few days. But like, that's why we can have children. That's why we are fertile. Like we have different levels of hormones in our body. And so they are going up and down throughout your menstrual cycle. So that was the disclaimer I wanted to give there because again, balance your hormones is a buzzword and I will probably keep using it, but I do want to kind of give a little bit of knowledge and education there on what I actually mean when I say that. I think that has caught us up to speed to where I am at today. And I have just been, especially since we've been in the new place, just feeling so much better, so much more positive and just like capable that I can take care of myself and that this is something that I really actually want to do. And I feel so much better because of it. I just wish I could go back in time to me last year and give her a hug and say, you know, this is going to be a weird confusing, scary couple of months that you're about to endure, but you're going to make it through the other side and you are going to be able to do this and take care of yourself and move in the direction you want to and have a normal cycle and not feel this way in your body and not have crazy breakouts and not have so much body dysmorphia and not feel 
like an alien in your own body because that was super scary and I no longer feel that way. I mean, it comes and goes every once in a while. I do have those moments, but it's not an ever-present thought in my mind like it was before. One other thing that I'd like to talk about because I did mention my hormonal acne a couple times, um, and I'm still definitely on the journey, especially when it comes to like my scarring and my dark marks because I don't really pick at my face ever and I still get dark marks after my hormonal cystic acne has gone away and on my forehead and it's just, you know, I take a scar over a huge pimple on my forehead every day, but I am working on, you know, trying to lighten the dark spots on my face. However, I wanted to talk to you about what I've made a huge change in my skincare um, and I've gone on a very long skincare journey over the years. I used to use like everything from Sephora and then when I started having a lot of those hormonal breakouts and I think there were a lot of other underlying issues there with my diet and the sugar intake and the lack of water and all those things. But towards the end of my first round of birth control, that two and a half years in when I was having a lot of hormonal breakouts, I started going to a dermatologist in Cleveland and I'm not going to flame them either because, you know, I think at the time it worked for me until it didn't. And um, I just was, maybe it didn't even work for me. I don't know. I don't want to like talk ill about them because I don't think they had any bad intentions, but it was not right for me. And I wish that they kind of would have told me that or like, I just felt like they were kind of selling me on something that was doing more harm than good but um it really did clear up my skin i will give them that but it was so harsh i was giving myself chemical burns with the products that i was being prescribed and the amounts that i was being told to use and like i literally have photos of my skin and it's clear as can be not a pimple in sight but the whole thing is red i look like i have like a very severe sunburn and it was just from the active topicals that i was being told to put on my face and like you know, it was just very harsh and I don't believe that you have to burn the skin off of your face literally to have clear skin. Um, so I've been on a journey of my own since then. I stopped using that um, mid-2021, I want to say, and I tried a lot of different things. I've always, I've been trying to go the more natural route, still brands from Sephora, like Pharmacy or Osea or Coco Kind or whatever, um, but very recently, I want to say at the beginning of February, I started using this stuff and I've been using it exclusively ever since. I basically ditched all of my skincare products and moved to just using sea buckthorn oil from Living Libations. It has been incredible. I'm sure you guys have seen the bottle. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google that right now. It's called Best Skin Ever by Living Libations. And if you Google that, I'm sure you've seen the bottle on social media somewhere. It's been around for quite some time and I've always been kind of skeptical because it's literally oil. You wash your face with it and then you put a little bit more on as moisturizer. And the only other thing I've been using aside from that is my sunscreen in the morning. And in the past two months, I am breakout free right now. I have, I just got off my period. I have no breakouts on my face. I didn't break out once during my period. Again, I still have dark marks that probably look like acne when I like post photos or pictures or videos online if I don't like put a like blurring filter on it, which I really have been trying hard not to do, but also that means that I just don't really post pictures of my face very often. Um, but I also have not been wearing any makeup and if I 
do, which I did twice when I was in Washington to visit Bax. I've been using all Ilia products. I really like them. They're very clean. They have great ingredients. They're very minimal. They're light on the skin and I really like them. But I really have not been putting much on my face aside from this sea buckthorn oil and it has literally changed my skin. Like I actually can't believe it. The first couple times I used it, I was like, uh, this is weird. I don't really know how I feel about putting just oil on my face. Is my skin really getting clean? Like I really am used to that sudsy soapy face wash and not having that was really weird, but now I'm used to it. I think it would feel weird to put face wash on my face now, but I've been loving it. I will be using it for the foreseeable future. The big difference, I think, is that like all the things that I was putting on my face before from like my face wash to my moisturizer and my toner and my spot treatment, the salicylic acid or the benzoyl peroxide, like my skin was just irritated. It was just so irritated. It never had a minute to breathe and calm down and just relax. And that's been the big difference since using this best skin ever, sea buckthorn oil. My skin feels so calm. Like it doesn't feel irritated, it doesn't feel agitated, it doesn't get red and itchy or dry or big red irritated pimples or anything. Like my skin is just calmed down and it's just chilling. It's living its best life. I just ordered a couple other things from Living Libations because now that I'm at this point where my skin feels calmed down, I feel like I can maybe try to add a couple of things. I'm going to try one at a time, but I got a, um, but I did get another product from them to like help lighten dark spots. So we'll see how that works. I have high hopes because the best skin ever oil has worked so well but check that out if you guys are you know on your skincare journey and and when i first bought it i was like Ugh, this is a little pricey for a bottle of oil however i am spending way less money on my skincare now by just repurchasing oil than i am buying seven different products every month at target or sephora or online wherever and i've just been loving it so that is the last thing i wanted to update you guys on there um and where i'm kind of at right now and i want to wrap up by just talking about you know moving forward what i'm hoping to continue to do and i know i didn't talk a lot about food again there will be a youtube video up i'm gonna try to get it up by sunday be on the lookout for that if not sunday definitely early next week because we're going out of town on tuesday and i might vlog that as well now that i'm thinking about it um but i just want to continue to eat well, exercise in a way that makes me feel good. Right now I'm lifting three days a week in the mornings. I'm following Bex's program, her third base program, and moving forward, Bex is going to be doing all my programming, which I'm really excited about. It feels really nice to just hand it over to someone else and have a workout written for you, and all I have to do is mentally push through it. I don't have to plan it out and then talk myself into doing it. I just have to talk myself into doing it, so... That's been great, um, and just continuing to eat whole nutrient-dense food. I'm eating a lot of veggies. I've really expanded my palate from the bland, boring foods I used to eat. I'm eating a lot more veggies, different types of grains. I'm trying different sauces and trying to just eat more whole foods, healthy fats, good full sources of fiber and protein, and, and minimizing those quick-digesting, sugary, processed carbs for more slow digesting carbs and grains and stuff like that. And it's just been really great. I'm learning how to make healthy food that actually tastes good that I like, which has been so encouraging because that is the big reason I've never done it before. I'm like, this doesn't taste good. I don't want to eat it. But I have noticed like my tastes are really changing too. Um, my mind this morning was like, mm, we should go get a coffee. And like, you know, I saw that Starbucks has that new coffee. And then I've kind of like, 
instead of hopping in the car and impulsively going to buy it, I just kind of sat there and thought about it for a minute. And I'm like, I don't think that's really going to be that good. The sugar is going to make me feel like I'm about to explode. And I think a matcha at home is a better option. And that's the first time I've made that decision or a decision like that where I didn't like have to really talk myself out of it. I just thought about it for more than three seconds before I hopped in the car and I was like, you know, that's probably not gonna make me feel good, nor am I really going to enjoy it. And that's not to say I haven't been enjoying a sweet treat here and there. I've just been trying to have different, better for me options. And my relationship with food is changing a lot and it feels really fucking good. So that is my birth control update one year off of hormonal birth control. I think I said everything that I wanted to. I wrote out an outline and I've checked everything off the outline so far. So I don't think there's anything else I want to add. But if you guys have any questions or want to talk about this a little bit more, my DMs are always open. It might take me a day or two to get back to you, but I'm going to do my best. And I'd love to chat with you about this, especially your own experiences and, you know, provide some more insight. If, if there are specific questions you guys have for me, I'm always happy to answer them. Please feel free to send them over to me on my, send them to me on my Nappy Fit account. To be honest, I don't check the podcast account very often. I'm sure there are a couple messages there, but in the future, send them to my personal account because that's the one I check the most often. Or not my personal account, my fitness Nappy Fit account. Um... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I hope this was informative and that if any of you guys out there are on this journey with me or thinking about starting it or farther along than I am, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for, you know, listening and letting me provide the insights and experience I've had so far. This has been a really wild experience, but so rewarding. And the last thought I'd like to leave you with is that I would not change this for the world. Yeah, it's been shitty at times and I felt really alone and alienated in my body, but I have never felt better mentally. I know that I'm on the right path. I'm taking care of my body. I feel so in tune with my body. I can tell what part of my cycle I'm in without even checking my apps just by how I feel that day, how I'm working out, how my body is feeling, how I'm thinking about myself and all those things. And it's just been really cool to feel so in touch with myself. That is something I really have not felt, again, since I was a kid. And This experience has been so rewarding, such a great learning experience for me, and I know I'm better because of it, so I think that that's what I'm going to leave you with. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk with you next week. Bye!